Hi there. Welcome to the Market Maven podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Dylan Jensen, a fashion designer turned farmer's market director, a social media specialist, and small business advocate. In this podcast, we peel back the layers of farmer's markets, diving into the why behind the 10 by 10 tents, showcasing the roots behind the organizations, and connecting those in our communities through education, stories, and more. Tune in this season to learn about how my job is weird, but worth it, bringing produce and powerful stories to the people. Hello, friends. This is episode number 12 of the Market Maven podcast. It's fine. Everything's fine. I really feel like this should be episode number 13, and it should be recorded on a Friday because that's legit what the last couple of weeks have felt like. It's just felt like a constant running of Friday the 13th in many, many good ways, and then some not so great. I know that Mercury was in retrograde, or as a friend of mine said last week at our Bloss meeting, Freddie Mercury is in Gatorade, which I really think fits so much better. It's just been a lot. We had opening day of the farmer's market and it was fantastic. So see, like I said, many, many good things. It was awesome. It was so busy. There were little fires to put out all day, but nothing super major. I definitely ran the length of Cedar Avenue in Snohomish many, many, many times. Um, just communicating. We have so many new vendors. We've gotten so many compliments on how well the market is just staged, how many new vendors we have, how many interesting vendors we have. So that's all amazing. But what comes with that sometimes is a lot of feedback. And feedback on the first market day can be a little bit overwhelming to the senses, at least to my senses. My goal is to get opening day there to address some of the little problems that we might have to make sure that I've made very clear our intentions for the market and made very clear what our vendors need to do. So when I get feedback about really, really little things that seemingly can be addressed maybe at another time, maybe in a few weeks, maybe we wait and see if the problem fixes itself it becomes a little bit overwhelming, at least for me. In the last couple of weeks, we've had kind of a lot of instances of either entitlement or instances of tattling, where somebody comes up to me and tells me what so-and-so vendor is doing. Now, I definitely don't have eyes and ears on everything, so I do like to know But oftentimes these can be conversations between vendors or they can be a simple comment or an email later on, hey, I noticed this thing. I didn't want to overwhelm you on market day because if anybody saw me the last two weeks for the first two weeks of Snohomish Farmer's Market, there's definitely some overwhelm. It's just busy and it's great. That's a great thing to have, but it's a lot. So the tattling, the... I want my space different, or I want this, or I notice this. It just becomes a little bit like managing teenagers, I guess, which is really fitting because last week for the May Bloss monthly event was actually my month to present. And I got to present on managing people and saving your sanity and strategies for boundaries and those types of things. So I think that it was well-timed, especially because 
market opened and I got to present on these things, but also just that I had already had some of these experiences to share. And to touch on that a little bit, I do have to have boundaries. I do have to make it clear that I'm not addressing certain types of problems in the moment because it's just not a really good use of my time in those moments. This season in particular, I felt probably the most prepared for, and it's turning out to be one of the most chaotic openings to a season ever. And again, these aren't really, really big problems, but they're just a thousand small fires that are burning um, and that I have to address. And it's taking up a lot of my mental space and time. And then there's also this feeling of dread because I have two more markets that start in less than three weeks. And just a little fearful of how those are going to go. If this is how this one's going, kind of like an episode of Friday the 13th. Speaking of managing things, I have to give a shout out to my husband. Um, I'm not sure if I've actually mentioned any of this because mostly this has been a very professional podcast where we're going a little bit off the rails today because there's so many things. We are actually having some major project work done that we've waited a long time that we've saved up a lot of money to do. And with any home project, um, it's actually our deck in our backyard. There are obviously things that come up, but it feels like this has been a I think three month process now. We started back in February, February, March, April, May. May have four months. We've had permit delays. We've had contractor delays. We've had fires that rose up because, you know, not actual fires, but problems that have arisen because of, you know, the basic foundation of contractor work is once you start building or undoing something, you find all of the problems, all of the little fires that were there prior to you realizing they were there. So my husband is managing pretty much this whole process because I said, if this doesn't happen before market season, I will not have the bandwidth for it. That goes back to setting those boundaries, knowing that I was just not going to have the headspace. Even before, I didn't know that there was going to be so much more headspace taken up at the beginning of this market season. So anyways, he's been managing that. He's been doing great. And he has felt a little bit of that overwhelm, I think. And watching him, I sometimes see myself in his eyes of when he used to ask me, how was the day? Or what happened at the market today? And I just can't even talk about it. I can't even actually put into words the things that happen, both good and bad, because my mental capacity is just gone. So there have been many little fires that have had to been put out with the contracting. But I think this past week has probably tipped the scale to where we're questioning, was our deck really that bad? It was. It was actually falling apart. I mean, it was soggy. It was growing mushrooms out of it, like obviously not a safe place anymore. But yesterday, after our deck finally got to get started, because side note, the permitting process in Lake Stevens is horrific Unfortunately, I love my city people that I work with for the market in Lake Stevens, but the permitting process is a freaking nightmare. So our deck is finally getting started. And this is after building retaining walls. This is after pouring concrete. This is after drainage going in. This is after, you know, obviously demo, in which case the demo, they actually sawed right through one of our brand new window frames. And if 
anybody is a homeowner, you know exactly how expensive something like that is. Windows are probably the most expensive thing that you can do for a household, and they sawed right through the frame, and it was the biggest frame, and they are going to replace it, but that was just how we started. So after all this, the deck gets started yesterday, one of the hottest days of the year also. So let's be real, like everybody is agitated at this point. And I actually managed to get away yesterday and get out on the water to calm my head before another busy week and after a crazy busy week last week. And my husband comes out of the hallway and he says, I'm sorry. And I look at him like, for what? What are you sorry for? There is a hole in the ceiling downstairs and you're going to see it. And I just want to make sure you know that I know about it before you freak out. And I was like, a hole? Yep. When they were doing some of the demo work or drilling in some of the support beams, I don't know. I'm not a builder. I don't do these things. They accidentally put a hole through the ceiling. And I mean a hole to where I can actually see the outside. Then he says, and actually there's two. They did a slice over on the other side of the ceiling. And you can also see this guy through that one. I try not to freak out. I mean, they're going to fix it. I know they're going to fix it. Like I said, it's the hottest day of the year. So I'm thinking to myself, well, at least it's not going to rain. Guess what? Of the 20 something years that I've lived in this state, I've seen maybe a dozen thunderstorms and heavy rains on like a really hot day when we weren't calling for any rain. It rained, it thundered. And that's when I freaked out because I'm wondering how the water's going to get in, how much damage it's going to cost. One of the other holes that was left from an outside soffit, which isn't a big deal because they can replace those easily, had a wasp's nest in it because we left it uncovered. I was throwing the ball for my dog and noticed the activity happening. And it's right under our bedroom. So, you know, no big deal. I digress though. So these are some of the little fires that are happening in the personal life. So that only adds on when I get to the point of market day or when I get to the point of checking my emails and I have these other little fires, everything is kind of compounded. Speaking of emails, that's kind of where a lot of things come in. And I know I said earlier, I would love for my vendors just to email me with things. And I say that because generally speaking, if I put something on a vendor or a community member to email me about a problem or looking for a solution, oftentimes they end up working it out themselves, which is the ultimate goal. In managing people, you want them to figure out the solutions on their own. So I ask them to email me so that they can hopefully come up with their own solution or realize the problem isn't really mine to handle. And so they rethink taking care of it. My email inbox has just been a shit show lately. It has been questions that I have answered a thousand times. It has been questions that I literally just sent an email about to all vendors. So they're not checking their emails. And it has just been a royal circus. I had one yesterday that was a long, well thought out, drawn out email about a business owner in Snohomish that has owned his building for umpteen years. Now, if any of you know my building owner stories, they never go well. So my hackles are already up as I'm reading this. But he goes on and on about his building 
and how it's his retirement and he's just trying to do good. And he is solidly convinced that every Thursday, my vendors and my customers for the farmer's market are parking and taking up all of the spaces for his tenants. We're talking about a parking lot that has 18 spaces. Now I know in downtown Snohomish, 18 space parking lots are like a hot commodity. I totally get that. But the location of this building is a very like hidden gem. I don't think that most people know it exists unless you know it exists. So for him to say that my vendors, who I put the fear of God in about parking illegally, or even parking within two blocks of the footprint of the market, are parking in his lot and taking up space. And this is a well-signed lot, according to him. And I think I've seen it before, and I would agree with him. It's a well-signed lot that violators will be towed and that there is absolutely no non-tenant parking there. He also is convinced that it's my customers. That I can't say. I mean, customers are customers. And when a town does not have ample parking, they're going to find it somewhere. It's not my responsibility to manage people outside of who I manage. So his email also adds in, and I don't know if it was for insult or injury, that he's never come across a farmer's market that takes place on weekdays that would be in a town so rife with parking issues. Like he's essentially saying, there are no other weekday markets. I think it's dumb that this market is on a weekday. It makes no sense. And I just had to push back my chair and I had to take a minute because if I respond in anger, it's never a good thing. I also talked about this in my class last week. But seriously, this was at the end of the day of finding out I have two holes in my ceiling and other things were being delayed in our projects. And after probably 15 other emails, not about the same thing, but about things that probably didn't need to be an email. They didn't need to be a meeting. They really didn't even need to be talked about because I put systems in place for people to find this information. So I put on my professional Sarah typing fingers. And oftentimes what I will do in these situations is either say what I want to type while I'm typing something completely more professional, or I will literally type out a response that is as snarky and sassy and bitchy as I feel like. And then that's out of the way. And I can type my professional response, which often is, thank you so much for your feedback. I appreciate you bringing this to my attention. In this sense, I did a little bit of a melding of the two because really another aspect of his email was since the market moved to this area, the market has been in this area with the exception of COVID, which I've said this in the email for over 15 years. And this is the first time I'm hearing of this parking issue. So is it really a problem with the market or is it a problem with the success of downtown Snohomish? I would say that it's probably a problem coming from the success. And that's a really good problem to have. It means that the town is thriving. It means that businesses down there are thriving. He even mentioned that he has 15 tenants. So 15 of his 18 spaces are filled. That's a good problem to have. Ultimately, what I ended up writing him was some facts about farmer's markets, which many take place on weekdays. 
I pointed him to the directory of Washington State Farmers Markets. I also indicated that I can't control people. I can control my vendors, and if he has proof that it is my vendors parking there, I'm more than happy to address it. But I need solidified proof. I need photos, and I need accounts, none of which he could provide. I also mentioned that this is good business and that he needs to tow. If he has signs up in his parking lot that say that people will be towed if they're parked there illegally, he needs to follow through. This can be applied to so many situations. If you say something, follow through with it. As a market manager, if I tell my vendors or if I tell my customers something is going to happen, it happens. If it doesn't happen on the timeline that I've set, I explain why it didn't happen, but it still happens. This is like a universal business strategy and honestly life strategy. And honestly, it comes back to the contractors, the delays, the things like that. The trust factor is kind of like wavering at this point because we've had so many delays and we've had these things pop up and we trusted people with plans of action and professionalism and I have two holes in my ceiling. Going back to our home improvement things, I think that the ultimate reason that I decided to make this episode a little bit of a vent session, but you know, keeping it well-rounded, is that also in the last two weeks, amidst all of this, all of this stuff happening, gnarly emails from business owners, holes in ceilings, both our washer, dryer, I guess I should say all three, washer, dryer, and dishwasher decided to crap out on us all at the same time, all with things in them. So amidst this, we've had to take laundry out of a dryer that was not dry. We don't have a yard right now to line dry things. We had to rewash or wash all the dishes that were in the dishwasher that never actually ran. And then on top of the coordination of contractors, we also had to coordinate the delivery, well, the ordering and the delivery of new appliances. Thank you, Joe. I know you're listening. Within that itself, we ordered a washer and dryer and it was supposed to be delivered and we never got a notification that it wasn't until the day came and went. And so we called, oh, your washer and dryer is out of stock. Was anybody going to let us know that? Oh, well, you should have received something. No, we only received that our delivery was delayed, not for any particular reason. So we had to reorder. And then when we reordered, the very ones that we wanted that were quote unquote out of stock were actually in stock because we were able to order them yet again. So here we are. It's only the beginning of market season. I'm definitely already stressed. A lot of these things, and I'm going to say this with like a global waving of my hands, a lot of these things are privileged things. I get it. I am privileged to be able to afford to have a huge project happening on my house that I have dreamed of for a long time. I am privileged to be able to order a new washer and dryer and a dishwasher. And now, as of last night, likely a fridge too, because yeah, that went out last night too. I'm privileged beyond measure to have a job that I do enjoy despite this little vent session. And I know many people aren't. So I say these things as more of a comedy episode and more of a indicator of how you never know what somebody's going through behind the scenes. You never know what might be happening in their lives that is causing them extra stress. 
So I try to encourage people to be patient with each other. Another example of this is this past week, we were alerted that our market software went down. The servers went down something. Again, these are issues, these are things that I don't I don't know a lot about, kind of like contract work. I don't know the systems in place. I just know that I use them and they're wonderful. But our software went down. There were issues. Thankfully, it happened after my market day last week, but I instantly felt empathy for Chris, our market works guy, because he has a lot of markets signed up with his software. And a lot of those were opening this past weekend. So to have it go down on a Thursday or a Friday, they weren't able to do their maps. The biggest thing was my invoicing was a little bit screwed up. And I didn't want to just bombard him with emails as I knew he probably already was. There's also a Facebook group. So I could see a bunch of people asking the questions that he had already addressed in an email. So I had so much empathy for him that I did not want to add to his problems in this situation. Market software is something that we all rely on. And I would be really upset probably if it happened during my market week. But but I would encourage myself to give grace and to give understanding in the situation that he has zero control over. Finally, I was able to talk to him yesterday about some issues when he had a moment and I had a moment and we worked through them and he helped me just like he always has. But I didn't want to be part of the problem. I didn't want to be the vendor that came up and said, this isn't working and not provide any sort of context or provide any sort of examples. I always want to try to do the best that I can and remember what it feels like in the situation when it's reversed. And so it's moments like these where I look for the good. I look for all of the amazing things that have happened in the last two weeks. Like I said earlier, I got to present for the May Gold Ambassador meeting with the Bloss ladies, and it was awesome. It was a topic that I feel like I know a lot about, but I've never actually presented a lot about, So I was nervous and then I stood up there and I saw all of these faces that I have come to know and I have come to adore and respect, nodding their heads, encouraging me, nobody smirking, nobody talking, nobody looking on their phones, but there to listen to me and to have that shared experience of community. That was such a wonderful experience. And I had people afterwards tell me what a great experience it was. These are the things that I hold on to when the moments get stressful, when my fridge dies, when my washer and dryer die, I remember these good things, these happy moments amidst the chaos. Like last week when I got to go paddleboarding with a new friend that I had met several months ago with the open water swimmers, and we got to get to know each other a little bit more. And she also listens to this podcast, which is even better. It just made me feel all warm and fuzzy. So these are the moments that I hang on to. These are the moments that get me through the tough times. These are the good things that I have to look forward to. I'm going camping for the first time next weekend with my new vintage trailer, and I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure it out on my own and do the thing. We can do hard things. We can accomplish goals. We can make it through months of contracting. We can do it because we're doing the best we can. We're pouring our passion into our purpose and In the end, we're all human, and a little bit more grace given to each other will go a long way. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for tuning into the Market Maven podcast. You can find out more about what I do along with direct links to farmers markets I manage at www.yourmarketmaven.com. Check out the show notes for links 